0: Hey everyone, this is a Faithfully Radical podcast where we're going to teach and equip families on the authority of God's Word. Let's get to it. How's it going everyone? This is Timothy Carey back sitting down with you, Uh, the founder and CEO of Faithfully Radical Ministries right here in Northwest Indiana. Uh, I'm sitting down with my beautiful wife, Jess.
1: Good evening everyone.
0: We hope you're all doing well, and that this finds you well. We thank you for listening. If you stumbled across us on Facebook or our website or one of your favorite apps, we thank you for joining us. And if you like what you hear, hit subscribe, and that helps us share our message of what we're trying to do: get people equipped and knowledgeable about the Word of God in our lives. Uh, that's our main goal here with a faithfully Radical podcast: is to talk to you about the everyday topics that. That everyone has to think about as as Christians, that uh, what we face on a day to day basis, what we think about and go through and have to sift through, and we hope that you enjoy what you're listening to. Um, I do want to start off with a couple of quick or one quick announcement. We do have our uh, Faithfully Radical Ministries has a movie event coming up in April, uh, April Sunday, April seventh at six p.m. We're going to be showing an amazing film called Genesis Paradise Lost. Um, It's a film made by a a ministry called Creation Today, and it's it's just mind-blowing. It's a cutting-edge CGI film interwoven with interviews with PhDs that really brings the first chapter of Genesis to life right before your eyes. So if you're interested in that, check out our Facebook page, check out our... Um, website for more information. Um, like I said, it's going to be Sunday, April 7th at 6 p.m. We're going to have free child care. It's going to be at Washington Evangelical Free Church right here in Valparaiso, uh, right behind Dick Sporting Goods. So if you're interested in that, check it out. We got, a group, we got an event page going on. You can um, let us know you're interested. Uh, so let's get into what we're talking about today. Um, we really wanted to talk about discerning the difference um, between, well, we really want to talk about how we are the church and what that means. What does the church mean? Is it simply a building? Is it um, waking up early on Sundays, fighting, getting the kids ready to go to this place and worshiping for two hours, and then you settle back and have to do it again next Sunday? Um, That's not really what we were called to biblically. You know, uh, we, I feel like that we live in a day and age where church is seen as an event rather than the people of Christ. Um, so let's dive into that and kind of see what the Bible has to say. So like when we think about the church today, what kind of things come to mind? You know, we, we, we know that we have to get up, like I said, and go to a building. and But is that all it is? I mean, I don't think so. You know? What do you think?
1: No, I mean, what do we think of when we think of the church today? We think of Sundays and services and times and buildings and tithes and songs and bands and... Uh, styles and pastors you like and pastors you don't like and chairs that are comfortable or uncomfortable and fighting for a parking space and those are all kind of mainstream things that come to mind when we're thinking about the church today but I I think that there's a lot of the actual body of Christ part of things that gets lost in all of that on a week to week and day to day basis when uh, we forget that church is is the followers of Christ and that that's lived out every day. And it's not a, a Sunday service kind of thing, but that we as followers of Christ are the church. We are the body of Christ.
0: Yeah, we were talking about this just the other day. Um, a couple of us, um, Jeff and Chris, uh, who you guys kind of met in the episode Meet the Team, we were talking about this the other day when um, one of us had to kind of miss a church service, and talking about how it didn't make us feel so great. You know, like we wanted to be there, and it's this thing, but the truth is that um, that's not the end goal. You know, I don't, I don't think we were ever called from a biblical standpoint to, hey. Once a week, on this day, go somewhere for two hours and sit there and make sure that it meets all of your comforts, your desires, your design. And as long as it does that, you're going to church.
1: Well, I think when you're talking about missing church on Sundays, it kind of depends on your attitude towards it and the reason that that's even a consideration in your mind. If you're worried about... You know, feeling guilty about having a legitimate reason to not show up on that Sunday or thinking, oh, they're going to know, people are going to notice I wasn't there or something along those lines. Uh, That certainly is one side of it versus if your feeling is that, oh man, I really enjoy going so that I get this, that's a way during my week that I. I get to be filled up spiritually that's you know that's one of the ways that I go connect with uh, fellow believers that's one of the places that I get to worship Christ during the week and that's one of the places I get to learn more about about God and his word and so your feeling is more just you know disappointment just this this sense of oh man I'm really sad that we're missing today versus oh I can't believe we're missing today people are going to notice I wasn't there I think your your heart attitude towards it speaks more speaks partly to it Um, also you know as far as that it's not just church on Sunday but you know meeting together with believers is part of it and if that that is one of the ways that the vast majority of 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 people do that it can it just kind of depends on how you feel towards it
0: absolutely and i i think you really touched on the heart of the issue there is that it is a hard issue and is it whether is it whether you're feeling more um called to praise and worship with these fellow believers once a week because it's a meaningful experience for you or is it is it more dutiful that it's your duty to go to church once a week because that's what makes church that's what makes christianity and i feel like we've We've slipped into that in our modern day and modern culture that we have a lot of people who don't understand that the church is the body of Christ. It's not a building you go to on Sunday. You know, it's not. Um, it's not these two hours once a week where that's your God time, and then the rest of the week is anything goes or anything else or then now I can focus on my work and sports and stuff like that and I can do that separate of God and I'll meet up with him again on Sunday because that's when we go to church
1: right I think it's more likely to feel that sense of guilt if that's your one and only time of focusing on Christ and God throughout the week is just that church service that you go to Versus having made it a lifestyle and, uh, you know, your daily as much as possible. I mean, certainly there are times where anybody's going to miss a daily devotion or something along those lines. But that effort that's being put forth and being made in integrating God and the Bible into our everyday lives, no matter who you are, where you live, where you work, what your career is, what your family situation looks like, that the effort being made to integrate all of that together, I think it's going to have a role in how you feel towards church on Sundays.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I was reading an article um, just earlier today, and a great quote was, Jesus teaches kingdom, not building. The gospel biographies are filled with evocative, vivid parables all about the kingdom of God. And I think that's one of the main differences we need to pay attention here is that the church is absolutely one hundred percent not a building. We, as the body of Christ, are the church. As the bride of Christ, are the church. You know, we're told in the scriptures that, um, um, like we are the bride of Christ. The church is the bar- bride of Christ. I mean, that says people. The the scriptures are not trying to say that this building or this particular service is the bride of Christ, right? Um. It has way more to do with how you're living on those in-between times. As it said, he talks about the kingdom of God. We we get this in our idea that we need to go to church and our pastor is going to give us the information we need. And maybe if we just try to apply that during the week, then we will have gone to church and fulfilled our duty. But that's not the truth. The truth is that we actively are the church, which should come out in in your every day. You know, that's, that's where you want to bring the kingdom into every aspect of your life so that you embody the church that Scripture actually talks about, not the modern-day cultural idea of the church building.
1: Correct. And I think that... It's not that there weren't these communal times of worship since the beginning, and that people didn't have a set meeting place and they had an agreed upon time and place that has existed pretty much since the beginning, as far as you no know, meeting together for the purpose of learning about Christ or learning directly from Christ mm-hmm. or you know getting together to worship. Um, however that may be, so it's it's I don't think it's it's that sense of of meeting together and agreeing on it. I think it's the the weight that's been put on the importance that's been put on a building and what it looks like and where it's located and how modern it is and how trendy it is and you know if you might miss. Um, a giveaway. I was reading today that apparently some of these larger churches that are doing legitimate, like car and and computer giveaways, <laughs> at the ends of some of their services. I had no idea that that's how there were churches that are operating.
0: I don't know. Oprah opened a church, right?
1: <laughs> and it's not. And you know what? And God's going to work through anything and everything that He possibly can. And. So certain, which is I mean, everything which is everything <laughs> yeah, he's right? sovereign or every I, I should say anything he chooses to yes. like that he can work through anything and and whatever he chooses to will be his avenue for that so and it's not that those things are inherently bad it's just that i mean that blew my mind a little bit like yeah. i was excited to have a bulletin to color on during church <laughs> and i was perfectly happy with that
0: well and i think we i mean we've seen in our life too from uh checking out different churches and stuff like that from the couple states we've lived in like there's I mean there are those churches that I would I would qualify that as that I call butts and seats churches mm-hmm. you know I mean they're they're not their specific operation isn't necessarily to preach the word of God, to teach people about scripture and Jesus Christ. It's more to fill their seats, you know, to a lesser, not every, you know, no, most churches aren't giving away cars and stuff like that, but how many churches are you sitting down at where they're going, oh, well, you're a new member, here's a coffee mug and a tumbler and a DVD and here we go and anything we can do to make you stay so that we can say you stayed, you know, right? which I you know it it's it's the way things kind of have gone lately but it's kind of put this twist I think on what the church is you know you have to find this place you're super comfortable with that gives uh, and that's the thing that gives to you you know the church was suppo- or is supposed to be a place where not a place the church is supposed to be us sacrificing and giving everything up for Christ on our day on a daily basis it's to give our whole lives to them and now we're seeing this almost twist on what churches are where we're figuring out what church we're going to based on what are they giving us it's a it's just an extension of this consumer culture
1: absolutely and and i think even with that though there are ways to do it well and ways to do it poorly absolutely because in churches that we have visited in different states Uh, one of those, you know, we were given items and we were interested in pursuing and we went to their like new member, their informational meeting and we sat through it, but there was never a pastor there and it was all presented kind of like a business plan and we just didn't feel as though that was the church that was a place for our family to grow spiritually. Whereas a, a different church that we went to also, yes, we received, you know, coffee mug or whatever it was. But then, when we went to their, you know, interest, new members, people that were interested, informational class, it was much more personable, and it was they focused much more on their teaching and their doctrine and their theology. So, because the truth is that yes the vast majority of people are going to like free things yes <laughs> and that, that it's it's like it's that's not inherently bad but then if your presentation is here's our business plan versus here's our doctrine i think that that's where the difference is going to be in in churches that can use uh, these tools at their disposal well and then the ones where it just does kind of make you sit back and question where you know their motivation is and where it's leading. I uh I was reading an article um that quoted a research study that was done recently by the Barna group and uh cornerstone knowledge something I apologize <laughs> but it was talking about and it and it was addressing specifically millennials um but that this, this large number that they surveyed basically shows, either with knowing or without knowing, shows traditional over flashy, yeah. that people preferred a sanctuary to an auditorium, and that they preferred classic to, I don't remember what their word was, trendy, I think, um, that it's not always about the light show and the fog machine and this auditorium concert experience that even with a younger generation and certainly we've seen the older generation with the pushback on like drums and guitar and stuff that that there's still this this scent that this sense of reverence almost that people appreciate I think when they're going to a church if they wanted something that was just like every concert they went to, then they'd go to another concert. Yep. But if they're looking for a place for a very different kind of very real spiritual encounter, then they're they're looking for more of a church home.
0: Well and I think you touched on a good point a little bit back there, um, saying, you know, there's these people who are looking to kind of get these things out of church. You know, things in, in regards to gifts and tumblers and uh whatever, water bottles or whatever it is you know but what we are losing there is that we're almost in a way sacrificing giving the gospel for Mm -hmm. physical items you know these people want uh these things and their own preferences to be immediately met and to be handed these gifts when the what the church was meant to give was the ultimate gift the gift of this good news to learn about jesus christ you know, right. and I think that's what we've kind of traded in. But then I think you touched on another good point. And, and there's there's studies like this that... Um, and, like, even with that Barna study, you know, then you read still more studies that how many millennials and people from more... Our ge- I mean, you know, I, I'm a millennial, yes. Um, our generation is moving more out of the church. But I think we're kind of seeing almost this uh, small-key revival. You mm-hmm. know, we're seeing what had kind of been lost now there's been this big push uh by kind of the previous generation into us for this more uh flashy concert feel. Right. Um however you want to say it, but people are starting to feel that spiritual deficiency. Mm-hmm. You know, there are people coming up now, these younger generations that while there's droves of them leaving the church, those either staying or like me finding the church want that saturation into christ not in physical that you know we're looking to spread our doctrine spread or learn about doctrine learn about theology um build this relationship with jesus and do it within fellowship with a group of um people of of like-minded people absolutely know? of these spiritually mature people who you can learn and grow with and grow from so i think that's what we, we are kind of seeing a little bit more kind of come up with this generation.
1: It's almost this concept of finding Christ in spite of the church.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely.
1: If that's not a book title already. I feel like it should be. <laughs>
0: um, Looks like I'm writing a book. I guess so. <laughs> uh,
1: unless it already is, in which case, good job. We'll read it. But it, it's just. It, it, that's you know, finding it's digging through the the superficial layer to get to the the more substantial.
0: Yeah. Well and I think it's why we've even seen this um this little bit of jump, not overall, but again, like within this new generation coming up, this little bit of jump in things like uh home worship or home church or things like that, where they're even supplement, not supplementing church, but you see that they are actively trying to pursue Christ throughout the week in other aspects of their life, which is kind of the point, you know, right. we're seeing that um that can happen, um, that that can be understood. And that's that's kind of what we're getting at here. You know, we've spent all this time and energy building these multi-million dollar buildings with all of these flashy lights and giant screens and um trying to give people this spiritual experience when the truth is the spiritual experience is going to come from the Holy Spirit itself and it's not going to happen inside one specific building. It's going to happen wherever Christ is is with you wherever the holy spirit is with you and that can be places like your home with friends worshipping at dinner with uh, a fi- friends and family you've had over you know i mean i, I kind of feel icky not not citing scripture yet so we'll get into that so it i think one of the most quintessential verses to point this out is Matthew 18 uh 19 and 20 Again, truly, I tell you that if two of you on earth agree about anything they ask for, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three gather in my name, there I am with them. You know, we get this idea that the church has to have all of these programs for us and they need to be feeding us and feeding us and feeding us. Well, the truth is like, yes, we we want to be taught and or we need to be taught. And that's the point of our pastors and elders but they're mostly there to light that spark. I mean it's your goal to fall it's it's your it's your um responsibility mm-hmm. to continue to study the word of Christ, to build up that relationship and to pray and, and and all those things, you know, it can't just happen on a sun on a Sunday morning. It's gotta be consistent throughout every single aspect of your life. And that's what makes us the church. You know what I mean?
1: Oh, absolutely
0: and i think that that's a big point that we've missed you can sit down and talk to these these church these churched people or you know people i was sitting down with someone the other day talking about church politics you know i i, I mean there's this whole structure that goes into all this where you're trying to feed these people a spiritual experience and there's nothing inherently bad in that but I think we've almost done people a disservice by by treating it like, oh, come here on Sunday. You can do this, blah, blah, blah. Well, we'll have a class for you maybe in the middle of the week, like two, two months out of this year. So hopefully you can get to that and then we'll catch you another time. But we're not actually equipping people for how are you the church when you're at work? How are you the church when mm-hmm. you're at home? How are you the church when you're with your kids, when you're with your spouse, when you're talking to your neighbors, when you're... When you're doing any number of things, you know, we think that we're going to church and that that's satisfying this almost checkbox on a, on a checklist when the truth is that we actively are the church and we're supposed to be representing that in our day-to-day life. You know, people should see that there's a light inside of us that's coming out and not just on a Sunday morning while our hand is in the air singing Reckless Love, you know.
1: Right, absolutely. I... You know, I have to believe that God was not solely encountered in the temples and synagogues. That Well, we mean, know he wasn't. We yeah. know that he wasn't, right? <laughs> that he was encountered on mountainsides and in valleys and along dirty, dusty roads. And in the middle, yes, in the middle of crowded buildings or houses or down by uh, rivers and near temple pools and in the market and as he walked from one place to the next and just when he sat down for dinner, I mean, all of these places were either, or all all of these different times, people, either Jesus was physically there or God was calling attention to himself. God was getting these people's attention and it did not matter where they were, when they were and what they were doing, it was if, if God wanted to be encountered at that time, he was going to be encountered. And there was no um, building restrictions and there was no fire code to meet and there was no code, building code to be up to standard with. It was just that he was where he needed to be, where those where people were where he knew that people were ready to meet him
0: yeah absolutely and i think that 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 puts a good point on it that um we do need to understand that that while we talk about we are the church it's not a building and that we shouldn't put so much of an emphasis on oh i'm going to church the truth is like you are still going to worship you're going to fellowship um, and that's still critical to the Christian life. Mm-hmm. you know, And I think the biggest uh, the reason it's become such a biggest is- issue is because we've gotten those things mixed up. Church has suddenly become this epitome of being uh, the Christian, you know, you're seen well at church, you're you're visible, you're involved, and how wonderful that they go to this building and do this work throughout the week. When the truth is, you're supposed to be doing that work all over your community and every aspect of your life all throughout the week. And then you meet once a week with this mass group of fellow believers at, to worship and to praise and to, to learn a little bit about um, the scriptures. But it's not supposed to supplement the rest of your life.
1: No, absolutely not. And I'm sure I'm in the minority in this feeling, but I can... I can pretty honestly say that i don't think i've ever walked into a church um all across the country and in uh different countries i don't think i've ever walked into a church and been distracted by how little they have Mm, i don't think i've ever walked into a church and thought this looks too plain for me to worship here (laughs) but i've definitely walked into churches and been very distracted and just overstimulated by things coming at you from yes. all directions.
0: Fog machines.
1: And I know that that's... That, I mean, if if that didn't appeal to a large group, that wouldn't be happening. And I do understand that. But I just... I know that for me, walking into... Smaller churches or large but older churches. I've never felt distracted by there not being a fog machine, or I've never felt distracted because there were windows. And even if there was, you know, broken down building materials outside of the window, right. I was never distracted by that because I didn't. I didn't immediately question like, where is their priority? Like, yep. what does my tithe go to? I, I and. And it is it is a touchy subject because there we're certainly not in a position to say that those churches are not doing good work and that those no. churches are not doing God's work, right? And that there aren't people who feel called in those ways. But it, it I also don't think it's it's too far fetched to say that the the larger flashier things in a building. Can raise more questions than not, yes, and can cause more distractions than not that you want people involved, but it doesn't necessarily need to be involved at the coffee shop on campus. Like, right. You can be involved by meeting at the coffee shop in your community, yes, and you know supporting both local businesses and, and people in your community and meeting and and being a part of of the being of the world you live in are being in the world you live in, yeah, but not, not being of, <laughs> of it. <laughs> Excuse me.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, you know, and I think I think back to like 1 Peter 4.10, when it talks about each one should use whatever gift he has received to serve others, faithfully administering God's grace in its various forms. I mean, that doesn't just say, hey, when you're at church, you can kind of serve others, and and that's the kind of way to get it out of you. No, it's you should do that and you should do that all of the time you should serve others and faithfully administer god's grace in its various forms um and and i mean we see these things all over scripture you know 1st thessalonians 5:11 therefore encourage one another and build each other up just as in fact you are doing i mean that none of none of these None of these things that touch on how we're supposed to act as people as the church, as the body of Christ, as the bride of Christ, none of it ever points to um, go to this building and act this certain way for two hours once a week, and then that's how you're going to find Jesus. You know, it's these commands or um, or directions that are supposed to in- involve your entire li- every aspect of your life.
1: Oh, absolutely. And I think I think that church can even be we can tie that back into when we were talking about idols. Yeah. That, you know, having the biggest, best, newest, most hip, trendiest uh church can also become an idol. Yeah. Uh, for both those that regularly attended or those who um, or just passing by, or, you know, or, or casual attenders, um, that it it can become a, a point of pride that this is where I go. Versus this again, just like so many other things that we've talked about, that it just comes down to attitude and and a heart issue because there's there's a difference between. Being prideful and boastful in how flashy my church is and just being overwhelmed to the point of you can't help but sharing, oh my gosh, this church has helped me so much in meeting the needs of my family when we didn't know... uh, you know where our rent was going to come from or in meeting the needs of my community when it was so cold outside and we provided a place for them or this church has really helped me come back to god because of the people he's placed there the place in my life and to to be just overwhelmed to the point of you can't help but sharing that is different than being like oh yeah did you, did you see that new building they built yeah that's where i go to church
0: yeah no absolutely and i think that's kind of um the main point, you know, we want to get, we we, we are discussing here, you know, kind of to, to conclude it all in like one thing. That's the idea is that we are the church. We are the bride of Christ. The church is the bride of Christ. And that's very important. That's critical. You know, so we want to make sure that our priorities or, or our thoughts on what's important and what's not aren't flip-flopped here. We are the church, and we're meant to constantly seek out and chase after God in every aspect of our lives. And that does lead us to these amazing, wonderful, quote-unquote, churches, you know, but they're these buildings where we worship and we fellowship. And they're kind of like our meeting places, you know, but when, when, you know, you put this super importance on it like oh i go to church there and that's my that's kind of my point of pride and then that's my duty for the week the rest of the week i'm spending all this time working and i'm not going to be involved and i'm not going to serve my community and i'm not going to study god's word and i'm not going to pray because i went for that two hours on sunday to quote unquote church then that's where the problem stems from we're losing this idea that we are the church and we're going to worship and fellowship and enjoy this i mean it's not necess- it's not exactly a secondary thing but for lack of a better term you know we are the church and then that involves us going to be in fellowship and to worship with other believers absolutely not vice versa
1: that the church is people the church is not a building right the church is believers that have been that have been called to follow Christ not people that have been drawn to a pretty building. The church is, is the people.
0: And that's, yeah, I think that's that's probably the best place to, to kind of end that conversation. You know, I mean, the church is people. Um, and we are the church. And that's the point of all this. You know, we... We spend all this time and all this money and all this stuff into bigger buildings and bigger sets and bigger set lists and all this stuff. But the truth is, like, we are the church. And it's wonderful and incredible and absolutely amazing to go worship and fellowship with other believers. But we can't get that twisted with what our responsibility is the rest of the week as the church. I agree. Yeah. Well, guys... I appreciate you sitting down with us. Thanks for listening. Uh, we hope this kind of give you some things to think about and to touch on and to kind of just expand on what your idea of what this is. You know, we really just want to help equip and teach people and help them in their in their faith and help them in their walk. You know, I mean, sometimes a lot of these topics that we're trying to discuss, we discuss them because they can be hangups for people or they can be these kind of stumbling blocks and our goal here is just to kind of talk about them get them out in the open and uh, maybe get some clear direction on them so we hope you kind of we hope you enjoyed this and uh, if you liked what you heard hit subscribe hit subscribe Um, we're on all your favorite podcast apps so if you stumbled upon this on our facebook or our website you can find us on stitcher google podcast Uh, tune in Um, Pretty much anywhere you want to listen to podcasts, you can find us right now. If you want to stay up to date, if you're in the Northwest Indiana area or abroad and you want to stay up to date on what we're doing, you can find Faithfully Radical Ministries uh, on Facebook and Instagram and our website at www.faithfullyradical.com. If you have any questions, comments, feel free to please uh, drop them below. Uh, in the Facebook or on our Instagram or even contacting us on our website. Um, we're a nonprofit outreach and teaching ministry in Northwest Indiana. And our goal here is to help people and teach people and share the love of Christ through outreach and fellowship. So we want to thank you for joining us here tonight.
1: Thank you all.
0: We love you guys. Pray for us. We'll pray for you.